Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a disappointment, but um, not quite to the degree that many think um, because, you know, it's not like we don't like Jameis. We do like Jameis. We have to prepare for every scenario. This is a unique year where there's a lot of experienced quarterbacks that could potentially become free agents. Um, We won't know that for a while now, but, you know, what's going to happen? Who's going to be available? We don't know. We just prepare for every scenario, and Jameis is one of those scenarios. We're not saying that we don't want Jameis. We're just saying we want to check behind what's potentially behind door number two, three, four, just so we can gather as much information as possible before we make the decision. So you really don't know who is behind door number two yet. Uh, Then you can make a decision. Can I try to translate? Jameis is coming back unless there's somebody out there that you might prefer and you think you can get him. If you can get him, whomever mm-hmm. that is, right. then that is your guy. Am I yeah. reading that the right way? Pretty much it. I mean, okay. I, we can win with Jameis. There's no doubt about that. From my standpoint, based on what I know and what I also reported in December, the expectation is Jameis uh, is coming back and has been coming back. The fact that they know now what they're going to do is a good sign that they are going to try to bring him back you would you would have would have hoped we had a better December the decision making in December um, I would have liked to have seen it more growth right but his deep ball accuracy and some of the things that he improved he improved tremendously right so I mean this still is the limit for him it's just making some decisions well- Welcome back to the Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, and back with me, as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. Mark, it is getting that time, man. That song gets me jacked up. Uh, football, uh, it seems like it's far away, but really it's right around the corner because everything is is going to get busy uh, you know, you got the off season pretty much in full tilt now. Uh, we got the combine starting tomorrow. Um, we had a lot of good things over these past couple of days. We had interviews um, with players. Obviously, we had interviews with general manager Jason Light and head coach Bruce Arians that we just heard. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of stuff to break down. Um, it's going to be a great show. Uh, let's let's dive in. Uh, initial initial thoughts from what you've heard uh, over the last couple of days. Yeah, there's a shit ton of things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but again, let's start with the topic on everyone's mind, which is usually starting with the quarterback. And Jameis Winston, there was a whole lot of questions about him, and you kind of heard a lot of the same. 
to the national media as long as along the lines of okay we we have our decision at least they have their decision that's what we found out does Jameis know no he doesn't know it but and then that one guy asked Arians oh so it's safe to say if it's not Tom Brady or one of these really good quarterbacks in free agency that Jameis is coming back he said correct mm-hmm. and it's pretty much that's pretty much what it looks like it's going to be like yeah. If that option, whether it be a Tom Brady, which we all know is likely not, um, Philip Rivers, which the, they also said he's already a free agent, right? He would have already been signed, or they would be talking about him. Mm-hmm. So those two probably aren't it. So what does that say? That says James Winston. But if the fact that they're still thinking that, it's like they can't be a hundred percent sure. So they're to me, it's like it won't be this long deal that some people think it will be. And then they also talked about drafting a quarterback later in the draft. Mm -hmm. You don't know what what time that is, whether that is first round, second round, third round, you don't know. But a lot of tidbits came out. They also mentioned a lot of good things about Rojo and signing all Claire and the stuff and the D line stuff later, but we'll talk about Jameis first. So Mm -hmm. what did you hear? No, I mean, you're, you're right. And I think that's something we've talked about here on this podcast before. And I think, you know, really nothing has really changed as far as, you know, decisions or, you know, what they were looking at. And like we said before, it's all due diligence. It's making sure you have the right guy uh, to operate this offense. And if that does come back to Jameis, then you got to trust it. And we as Bucks fans, we're going to support it because we are Bucks fans first. Um, and if that is their decision, um, then, then so be it. And let's move forward. Let's build a team and, um, let's try to win games with, with Jameis as quarterback. Um, you know, Bruce Arians talked about, he says he's very confident that Jameis can win here. And I think, you know, we've seen that it it can happen. Um, and hopefully with coaching with BA and the staff, he'll continue to improve and get better. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got to look at, you got to look at, see what else is out there. And like they talk about door two, three, and four. Um, but right now it doesn't look like, you know, anything really is going to be a better option as of now. So, but that could change. Again, this is talk from, you know, this week. A lot of things can change over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, if Tom Brady goes to Oakland, then that opens the door for Derek Carr. You know, it's Matthew Stafford available. Uh, a lot of things could change. Um, so... It, it just depends. I, I think you got to keep an open mind to it right now uh, and let things fall where they fall. But I would say probably a good chance Jameis is back. But it's not, like you said, the long-term deal. I think it's going to be something short, probably on the tag. And then, yeah, they're definitely drafting a quarterback uh, for sure. And Jameis, again, like B.A. said, he the, sky, the ceiling's extremely high on him, right? So mm-hmm. he can do whatever he wants. It's just making some decisions. But the thing is, as Buck fans, was we've seen it, he makes a lot of dumb decisions. I think anyone that has talked about Jameis knows he makes dumb decisions. Well, he's very inconsistent, very up and down. And, you know, at, at times he can show that he can do really good things and, and be one of the lead quarterbacks. Well, no doubt, he can. Yeah, he's shown stretches where he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, the problem is, can you get that consistent gameplay from him week in and week out without – you know, the game-breaking uh, interceptions that, you know, kill a team or put you in a bad situation. So, yeah, he's got the upside, and I think he's got everything you want in a quarterback, 
but it's the interceptions that hold him back. And it's, you know, and then Bruce Arians talked about December, how bad that was. And um, he was disappointed in that, in that performance. Yeah. I mean, so it makes you think, you know, and I think that's why they were looking at other options, but I think they've concluded, you know, certain options are not going to be available. And, uh, you know, maybe Jameis is the best going forward as of now. You give him one more shot in the, uh, in the offense and see what happens. And, but at the same time, they're going to be safe and, and draft a quarterback to make sure, you know, they have somebody behind Jameis in case things just, you know, fall off the cliff <laughs> and you can, uh, you can move forward um, and have guys in place to, you know, be better. Yeah, that is one thing that how open they were that they're going to draft a quarterback sometime mm-hmm. in this draft. Yeah. And really divulge a win, but that that's telling considering we haven't drafted one since Mike Glennon. And other than Jameis Winston, Jason Light has never drafted a quarterback for the Bucks. Right. So that's, that's a big pressing deal that he's saying he's going to draft one or he wants to draft one at least. Right. He should draft one. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also what you're saying that he wanted to see BA wanted to see growth in December. To me, it's like, okay, maybe he's understanding. Okay. Maybe that first game against the 49ers, you got to throw it out there because the offense is tough to learn. Okay. Maybe London was still a little too early, even though it was the middle of the season. So what is his excuse for December? Maybe that's why he's like, I would like to see progress on there. I don't care if you're, your wide receivers are gone. You're making the decisions. Right. These are usually timing routes, seeing space. Like maybe he's upset about that, and he's wondering who the hell can make those throws. But again, that's what door number two, three, four, like you said, was. So maybe he still is. Jameis is our guy. That's the plan all along. It was just, yeah, leveraging to get a better deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what a lot of people think it is, and it, it is so funny how how divided this fan base is. It's the pro-Winston FSU lovers and the the people just against Winston and just want a new direction kind of thing. And I can see both sides, guys. I think y'all know what our view is. It's just, I mean, yeah, decision-making, like BA said, like we've been saying for years, He's seen one year of it. This has been five years of it. Let's see what happens in year six if he does come back. Hopefully. And then, yeah, that's another point I wanted to mention. Everyone's holding on to this year two. Oh, Carlson Palmer, blah, blah, blah. Have you looked at year twos under Bruce Arians' offense? I mean, not everyone had a bad year year one either. And usually every team BA coaches is competitive. He even had the Browns winning yeah. when he coached offensive coordinator for the Browns way back in what? It was 2001. Yeah, way back when. Mm -hmm. Under Tim Couch. Tim Couch had great years. They're not great, but better than what he was norm. Mm -hmm. They made the playoffs. Can you even think about that? The Browns made the playoffs? Yeah. So, I mean, second year, I looked at Ben Roethlisberger when he was offensive coordinator. First year, he had like 32 touchdowns. I believe it was like 12 picks or something like that. Second year, he had 17 touchdowns, like 15 picks. Mm -hmm. That's not a better second year, guys. And that was a full year. Yes, I think they did eventually win the Super Bowl that year. But statistically, that wasn't a better year. Right. Maybe they were a better team. But again, B.A. controlled the offense, not the whole thing. That second year didn't look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone's looking at the one sample size of 
Carlson Palmer, you got to look at everything as a whole. I mean, if that's all you're holding on to, you can't hold on to that. You can't make a bet off of one sample. Like it, it's, that's even stock market. You can't like, yeah. hey, it's just some things that people hold on to as the hope. You're. I've used this quote before: "Shit in one hand, wish in the other. See which one fills up first. It's sad. I mean, but to me, it's and they they even asked BA is Jameis who he is after five years, and he gave that point. I've only seen one year of it. We've as Buck fans have seen five years of it. Mm-hmm. It didn't really change under year ten years or year one year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's and I'm I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm not trying to be a hater. No, no. Like how people say, I'm just telling you what I see. Presenting facts and, and guess what. He's got every tool you want, and people act like he's a future Hall of Famer. He, yeah, in what category? Interceptions? Come on, and turnovers? Like, he hasn't produced to be, even say he's a Hall of Famer yet. Right. Just because he's in this 5,000 club, there's going to be a lot more people in the 5,000 club, I would assume, coming forward. Yeah, he's had one winning season, no playoff appearances. I mean, yeah. Uh but I think your you're point is no. Your tangents. point, your point is like I mean, yeah, no, no jump is guaranteed. You know, whether it be first year, second year, third year, whatever, um, no jump in stats is is guaranteed. Um, you know, going forward, um, and that's a lot of hope to put into a, a second year of an of an offense. Yeah, sure, he should be better because it is you know more time to work on things and get better as far as learning the system and be more comfortable with your receivers and et cetera. But there's no guarantee. I mean, a lot of things have to take place for that success to come. Uh, I mean, we can go back to, you know, Josh Freeman, 2010. He had 20, I think it was 25 touchdowns and only six interceptions. And then he went into the next season. And I think he had more touchdowns, but he also had more interceptions. So, Or even you made the comment of uh, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. First year under John Gruden. Yeah, I mean, he improved tremendously. He had 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. And then the next year, I think he had 26 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. So, so again, that second year, yeah. it doesn't always mean it's going to be better. Right. right. And this is where people... And then I also gave the comparison. Look at the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. First year under Matt Nagy. Yeah. Everyone was like, how the hell do you stop this? They're they're scoring creatively. They're doing things out of the norm, like... And you could, we obviously couldn't stop their their offense. Mm-hmm. We got slaughtered. Yeah. And the second year, they look like an idiot. Uh, Trubisky is about to get run out of town because they they figured them out, and they're like, okay, quarterback has to play quarterback. Try it. Right. Trubisky is not that great at quarterback. So you think they're going to do the same thing with Jameis? Oh, okay, he doesn't see the middle linebacker. <laughs> Keep – or he – he throws the out route, and he doesn't see that the guy's staring him right in the face. Those are two areas that people will attack. Mm-hmm. The NFL is not dumb. Right. They're millionaires, okay? So you would think those are two areas like, oh, let them throw those. We'll bait them into that. Mm-hmm. It's, people keep thinking the opposite way. They're only seeing what Jameis could be, not what the defense could do to play against him. Right. And that, that's where it's like, okay, the first year is where you catch them, catch them blind because they don't know what to expect. Now they know what to expect. Yeah, and we saw that, you know, towards the end of last season. I mean, teams defensively started. Calm down. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Teams defensively started making uh, adjustments, and they were seeing that the Bucks were throwing a lot of out routes, and you know they started sitting on those on those uh, routes and and made interceptions, and that's where you got the, you know, the pick sixes to come in, and yeah, I mean, 
both both uh, Jameis and you know Byron Leftwich, they're going to have to make adjustments if they are again together um, this off season and going into the season. They're going to have to make changes, and you know defenses are going to make changes. And you're right. I mean, they they'll know how to attack you know set offense and the same thing with you know Kansas City winning the Super Bowl I mean they're going to have to make adjustments because teams are going to look at them and study them and and see what they did and same thing with San Francisco in the run game I guarantee you you know teams are going to copy what you know the 49ers did in in their type of running style and what they try to do you know running the football so yeah it's a copycat league um but yeah, you got to be able to make adjustments, and that's something Jameis has has shown or failed to show uh, to do. I mean, so far in his career, um, you know, he tries to get away with things with his arm, and yes, it's he's got a great arm, but sometimes he trusts it way too much when you know the easier play is there to to be made. Yeah, I mean, and it's to look at the positives. Okay, Jameis is going to have better communication with his. Wide receivers. Those option routes where it's either go deep or cut in mm-hmm. or deep and cut out, he will have that just communication and just knowledge of where they're going to go. Case in point, yes, I understand that. They also talked really highly about O.J. Howard when they asked B.A. and Jason Light about it. They both said how now they understand how to use him. They're very high on him. They're... I still think he's an option to get traded. I think, uh, well, I think maybe that's just talking bait, but still, I think look, they're talking him up. Even if it is, yeah. Either way, I I can honestly see where he's like, okay, well, maybe he isn't just a traditional tight end. Maybe they will push him out because this is something like David Johnson. He had never really had a running back that could catch the ball. Then he has one. Oop! Put him outside wide. Yeah. Maybe he's gonna do that with OJ. Maybe he's just learning how to use this big ass piece that he has. So I mean. Everything's wide open, so I'm not just a Jameis hater. I, I just notice some things that are just reoccurring so often and that people just want to be blind to see and blame it on a lack of run game or mm-hmm. a rat, lack of a defense when, like, the second half of your season, the defense was, what, top 10 defense? They were good, yeah. They were damn good. So, I, I don't know. It's It's a lot of give and take. He's an enigma. He's so great at some points, and then... Sometimes you're just like, how did how did you make that play? Why, why did yeah. you make that play? Yeah, I mean, to, to sum it up, I mean, if I think most likely it, it looks like they are going to bring him back either on a short-term deal or a franchise tag. Um, but they're also going to draft a quarterback. Um, they're not going to go in just alone with Jameis as their only option. So, And then, you know, you play it out and see how well he does. And I think they're going to do their best to, you know, obviously build the team around him and, and build up the defense um, that was some good news. They said they were going to bring back, or at least getting close to bringing back some of the key defensive guys, and they feel like they can keep all of, um, you know, Shaq Bear, JPP, and, and Dominican Sue. So, you know, that that's the key, I think, um, really is keeping that defensive core together and then building up, you know, your offensive line and depth and, and uh, you know, see what happens. But, you know, this is a talented team. Um, but, again, you just got to have – the right decision maker at quarterback and it's got to be consistent so you can you know be consistent winning games um, because if you have your quarterback continuing to to hurt you and put you in bad situations uh it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding um to win consistently so but you know overall i i think um i think we'll be happy either way whatever they decide um we're going to support it 
because like I said, we are Bucks fans. Um, We're going to dive into it and, you know, of why and and how and and what's going forward. So I just want to say one more point. Mm -hmm. So if they bring him back, which it looks like they're leaning towards from what I'm hearing, as in what I just heard from those press conferences, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know. Obviously, it would be because they're trying to shoot for the stars because this, the Super Bowl is in Tampa this year. Yeah, they want to win. They want to yeah, make the playoffs. Everyone wants to win. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, to be honest, Jameis really would be the number one option that you would you would actually put out there to say that you're going to try and push for a playoff, right? like deep playoff run, mm-hmm. right? So you just can't bring a rookie in to, to do that. Right. right? So, Jameis would be your option. But the thing is, maybe they are going to do this, bring in the offensive line, first couple picks. Maybe they are going to get a running game, as in get a two two backs, as in a Cam Akers or uh, Zach Moss or so, someone that can compare with they definitely, Rojo. Yeah, they definitely right? want a three-down back. Um, you know, B.A. talked a about A guy that how, can catch a ball. He wants a guy that can go out and catch footballs and, um, you know, guys that, lean towards what he was talking about. You look at um, a Clyde uh, Edwards Hilaire yeah, from LSU. Five, seven. I didn't realize from, that small. From LSU. I mean, he fits the bill. You look at a Cam Akers, um, Zach Moss, all those guys can do it. Anthony McFarland. Even Swift was little, 5'8". Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, my, my point behind that was maybe they're going to try and make this run and draft a quarterback later. Right. But the thing is, give Jameis all the pieces. Give the fans all the pieces. I, I'd still disagree with making your business move moves based off the fans. Right. And the GM saying you're going to make the, the decision on the quarterback, totally dumb. But to say it in that point, maybe they are making this push, find those holes where Jameis needs a help, bring back this defense like he's saying, and then maybe you do tag Jameis or you give him that two-year deal where the first year is a player, a con- team-friendly contract, mm-hmm. and second year is an option. Right. So that's that's where I would see that we bring Jameis back. I these five year deal or longer that people think or a hundred percent sure that he's getting, I just can't see it. And if it's uh, that, I'm gonna have to live with it and be like, Okay, Jameis, you're our guy. Let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. I just at this moment in time, I do not see this Hall of Fame guy that a lot of people like to say and that's enough on Jameis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was other news, and it's the scouting combine, but mm-hmm. any other points? Well, I mean, just, just to finish it off with, with your point there, I mean, this team isn't that far away. I mean, you look at the roster, there's not a lot of holes. I mean, obviously, offensively, you need a right tackle um, and, and some O-line depth across the board. You look at defensively, if they can keep their free agents intact and keep the, the core together, you you got a good group right there. Um, there's not many needs. Um, so really, I think that's why you could look at it when you go into the draft. Uh, you can go out and get an offensive lineman in round one. You can go and, and get a running back possibly in round two. Um, and then you can continue to add depth across the board at you know various positions. So maybe that is their plan to be super aggressive as far as adding what would make Jameis be the best quarterback for this team um, and uh, and go from there. But... Yeah, I mean, sum it all up. I think we'd be. I think we're going to be pleased either way. Either decision they go with. If they don't keep them, then fine. If they do, then great. Let's uh, continue to, you know, build the roster up and go forward. Yeah, let's just get our decision on the most important 
position on the field, pretty much. Right. Right. So, with that, let's get into Bucks fans' questions. Okay. And that's where the real heart of this podcast is. That's what provides us stuff to talk about. Not to mention the Jameis situation. But let's begin with our Facebook group again, guys. You can reach us at Real Bucks Talk on Twitter, and you can look us up on Facebook. Real Bucks Talk private group will automatically accept you. Come and talk. I mean, there's always good points, good conversation in there. We're talking, yeah, the uniforms, the Jameis situation, any little thing that you can talk about that is Buck-related, we're going to be talking in there. If you just want to be in a group where of just trying to bring minds together to understand things, just come join us up. But let's start with the first question from Demetrios. He says, oh, he's not a mind reader either. But it's easy enough to pick up on the nonverbals of a guy like B.A. When he says we still haven't made that call, he's not being honest. Rest is still speculation. I agree. Cause, but then again, he did say they, they do know what they want to do. They just haven't told anyone. Right. But again, like he said, you, maybe they haven't. Maybe they're just saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, he said again, he goes, here's the scenario. All the key defensive players are re-signed. Right tackles are dressed in free agency and is no longer a critical need. And Jameis signs a three-year deal. If Ruggs falls to 14, do you take him? He says 100% yes. Wide receiver is a sneaky need. He's been listening to you. <laughs> and Ruggs brings an element we don't have. Legit speed on par with Tyreek Hill. Ooh, baby. Uh, yeah, Henry Ruggs. Oh, man. If that scenario played out, I mean, I would not hate it one bit because, man, that brings a lot of fun to this offense. You put Henry Ruggs in the slot with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and you can rotate them inside out, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, that would be tons of fun um, because <laughs> he's just – I mean, he's the fastest – probably going to be the fastest guy at this combine. He's probably going to run on, probably a four two forty somewhere in there. Um, I mean, he's he's been on record saying he's going to run a four one nine, but uh, he said that. Yeah, I believe wow. so. He's trying to break John Ross' uh, record. Do it. <laughs> does he get an island if he does? I think they stopped doing that. I don't think they do that Shit. anymore. I know. I remember that they used to like if you know. Could you imagine if you guess like if you beat Chris Johnson's record of four two four, you yeah. get your own island or whatever. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be a lot of fun. I would not hate it one bit, but there's so many damn good receivers in this draft. Um, you can get one, really a quality one, in, into day three. So, But, yeah, if, if they picked Henry Ruggs, I would not hate it. Yeah, I can understand the reasoning. To me, again, like a majority of Buck fans, I think our offensive line just needs it. It's been needing it. Last first rounder was Kenyatta Walker. I know you're saying right tackles address a free agency. I just don't think we should address it in free agency because gonna you're going to be expensive. Have to, yeah, you're yeah. going to have to pay a, a shit ton, mm-hmm. an ass and a leg. I wouldn't do it. I mean, build through the draft, especially on the line. We've been doing it as of late mm-hmm. with Dom and Smith, Ali Marpet, yeah. Alex Kappa. I mean, we signed uh, Jensen, and look at how whiny we are about his contract. Right. So just build through that draft. I mean, the great teams do it. So I wouldn't want to, because a lot of people like Conklin from yeah. Tennessee. Just I I wouldn't just just build through the draft, mm-hmm. especially if you got a guy like Becton there with his confidence and his size. He blew up the combine six 
almost 6'8", 364 damn pounds. Yeah. Every length you need, like measurement you need, checking the box, and athletic. So that's if he's there, I would do that and I'll let him eventually take over at left tackle. Right. But that's down the road. Uh, but rugs, if we took him, again, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, hell yeah, there's another target. Let's see if Jameis can out throw this guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I think the, the depth in this draft is so damn deep. I mean, there's so many. So damn many. I can't wait. This is going to be a fun combine to see the, the speed right. and just the size. Like, crazy how many good guys there are in this draft but i wouldn't be upset to be honest but i i i am on the i guess minority against plus i just i think we, we should just wait uh next question from nick anderson uh new join new fellow member of real buck stock on facebook he says hey fellas thanks for the shout out last week been a very warm welcome from everyone here as you can see i'm quite outspoken yes you are buddy <laughs> Anyway, my question is about Matt Gay. Do you guys still have hope for him as our kicker? He obviously had games where he missed some big kicks in big moments, but he also had a stretch where he was lights out. Is he our kicker? Yeah, I think so as of now. I mean, I think they're going to bring in competition for sure. Um, But, yeah, I'm still confident that Matt Gay can be a very good kicker in this league. Um, I mean, like Nick said, he, he had stretches where he was just awesome i mean he was on target uh accurate so yeah i think it's just minor things he's got to clean up but i think he'll be fine he was also struggling with injuries down the stretch um to end the season again that's no excuse you're out there on the field you got to do your job but uh yeah i'm not not worried about him yeah that's like saying you're gonna cut Jameis after his rookie season i mean either way like besides quarterback kicker's pretty much high ass uh Mm -hmm like stress levels and you're on the spot and everyone's looking at you every time you kick, whether it be an extra point or the 50 yarder to win the game with no time left on the clock. So, I mean, he had some good kicks and he had some kicks like the Giants game where he just blew it with chip shot. I mean, he's got, again, like Jameis, everything you want in that position. He just needs to get, this isn't decision-making. His is just getting his mind right to know, be Robotic, just kick the same every time. Don't look up. Don't let the crowd get to you. Mm-hmm. Kick a twenty yarder the same way you kick a fifty yarder. Just right. boot it. Do your job, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I think easily he's our our guy. He can do anything with the ball with his leg. <laughs> but it was one year. He still was at eighty percent, eighty something percent, right? Or did he uh, drop below? No, he dropped below. Well, yeah. Grammatica dropped below his first year too. He, he was. A, <laughs> damn good kicker for us he was so i think he is buddy so i i don't think they sh- don't draft another kicker i'll say that <laughs> but let's let's move on this is from raven he said we have just we have dissected winston many times over so i'm going to try a different perspective i've read heard believed that the number one determiner of wins and losses is turnover margin if that is the case then doesn't that mean that Winston has been the hardest QB to win <laughs> to win with the last five years? Thoughts, guys? I thought you were going to go a different direction. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, Raymond, and, and good uh, thought process. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's been our reasoning, you know, looking at everything, you know, that Jameis brings and presents to the team. And, and uh, yeah, 
and that's that's his biggest issue is the interceptions. That's one thing he just hasn't been able to solve. Obviously, it was um, amplified this past season with with thirty interceptions, and uh, but it's 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 been something that has you know continually been a problem for him for his entire career going back to FSU. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough, and I think that's why they definitely were looking at other options. Um, Bruce Arians and Jason Light and seeing what would be available and you know I think that's why BA said yesterday he's like yeah until we know what everything or know what all the options are then we'll finally make our decision on Jameis and and go forward from there so yeah it's it makes it tougher especially when you turn on the football it's one of the biggest stats um, leading to wins I mean you look at the two teams in the Super Bowl they were both top 10 in, in turnover margin so they took care of the football they were smart. Usually that means wins and success. Look at the Patriots year in, year out. You know, they're always at top of the turnover uh, margin. So that's usually leads to wins. Yeah, simple enough. They're just not beating themselves. Yeah, and that's, and that's been our biggest problem. Yeah, that's all you ask for. And that may be a reason why I personally like Jake Fromm so much. He's like the mm-hmm. anti-Winston. Yeah. He's the opposite. Everyone's like, oh, he doesn't have arm strength. Okay, Jameis Winston does. This dude doesn't have the crazy arm, but he makes good decisions. Does Winston? No. So it's that maybe why I'm just tired of seeing one. Let's just go to the total opposite. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to find him in between. But but it's not. It's also, it's not all on Winston or losing. It's just not Winston in himself. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's been yeah, know, poor defense. Yeah, been, we won't be blind to say that. Yeah, it's been you know poor defense, bad special teams. Bad, you know, yeah, bad penal- kicking penalties. Uh, you know, drop footballs, uh, fumbles. You know, so it's been a combination of everything. But at the same time, Jameis has a big part of it because he is the quarterback. He's the one that touches the ball the most. Um, and, you know, a lot of his decisions lead to whether we win or lose. So, yeah, it, it, it does play a factor. Has it been the hardest – has he been the hardest quarterback to win with in the past, past five years? I would assume so since he's had the most turnovers ever in that type of span in five years. Right. You would assume so? Again, I would accredit that to his Superman mentality, trying to make every play a touchdown, trying to be the guy every play instead of living to play the next play. And that's a mentality you got to change. It's like something you got to flip a switch, and five years in, it hasn't switched. These these things concern us. I mean, people look at us as asshole haters, but it's just what we see and what he's produced over and over and over again. And when when is enough? I guess. And I don't know if, like I've said in the past, people's hope that it will change, or it's the fear of missing out that he's going to be this Steve Young or. Doug well, Williams I, I or mean, this Trent Dilfer, but Trent I'll, Dilfer didn't even do that well. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring up something I wrote on on, t- on Twitter the other day. I mean, I responded to you know one tweet here. It's like, yes, it will be hard to find a step up from Winston in terms of pure talent, but maybe you can find a guy who can execute the game plan in a more efficient, effective way. I, and I said that's what the Bucks need to figure out, and that comes down to the to due diligence. I think that's what they're doing. You know, is there a guy out there that can run the offense better in a way that, you know, helps the the uh, the offense progress and move forward and, and be more effective? So, yeah, that's all we're saying. I mean, that's really all we're saying. Yeah, we've said this in, in the past in the yeah. podcast. It's just, it's not necessarily we're looking for someone who's better. Everyone thinks 
Yeah. You got to find someone better. If you can't just let him go. It's about finding the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so such a simple idea, but people just can't just take it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, just because your arm isn't as strong as Jameis does not mean you're not as good. Because Drew Brees and Tom Brady don't have Jameis Winston's arm. Yeah, but they win. Like yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I. And I've made the case many a times that arm strength doesn't produce wins. Decision-making decides if you win or not. Right. So, like he, Raymond was saying, turnover margin decides if you win or not. We have a guy that consistently turns the ball over and he makes bad decisions. These are things where we see it and we're like, we can't have that if we want to win games. And I think more Buck fans need to think that way instead of thinking and hoping. It's... Proof is in the pudding. It's been five years of pudding. Are you going to eat it and just realize it tastes bad and spit it out? Or are you just going to eat it and get the shits? I guess that's my, my and in our sum of all this, what it is. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, let's go to the next question. I think, I, do you agree with that or not? No, I agree. Okay. I, I don't want us always to agree, so you can yell at me anytime you want. <laughs> but Raymond got one more in. He says... I believe they have made a decision on Winston already. I would bet they have a draft-style board for all the quarterbacks that they feel can be acquired this offseason. And Winston is obviously somewhere on there. I agree with that. If they get to a point where he is at the top, then he's resigned. If someone better is available and can be had at the right price, then he's gone. The timing is the monkey's the monkey wrench due to the tags having to be applied for before free agency. That is a very good point question. I don't even know if there's a question in there. I think it's just a point. Mm-hmm. Very good, but you can go on on that. No, I, I agree with it. I think, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I think obviously they, they put, you know, their options up probably on a board, like he says, and, you know, see what, what the best fit or, you know, best thing going forward for the team is. And, you know, like we said earlier, I think they're leaning towards uh, bringing Jameis back, and uh, it looks like that will be, you know, the most logical move right now as it as it pertains to the other options that will be available. So, yeah, and and we've said, you know, we're fine with that as well. So, again, they're going to go in, and I think they're going to make a push to to win now. And you know, if Jameis is that guy, then so be it. Um, but yeah, that's a great point. Um, that. That's well said, well written. I mean, I agree. And that's pretty much how Jason Light said it. They're looking at every avenue, every scenario. Mm -hmm. They're just making sure the guy that they're going to go after or the guy that they're hoping is going to be there is there. And if he's not, they have option one, two, three. It's not necessarily saying Jameis is not number one option. He's not number 10 option. Right. You just don't know. I mean, but to me, the fact that you're saying... He isn't number one immediately, and that you are looking that often. That's not that strong of a faith in like you're not putting all your eggs in one basket kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, I mean, I you could he he would have already been signed or tagged already. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it it doesn't show that. It, again, it's you know, and another podcast brought that up, brought this up. They're like, yeah, they don't they don't love Jameis. They like Jameis, but they don't love him. Uh, and I think that's why they're going to draft a quarterback because. They're going to, you know, they want to hedge their bet. You know, they want to make sure they have something in place going forward beyond this season. Um, we haven't been saying that at all. But, <laughs> but uh, 
But then you look at, you know, you look at Mike Mayock from the Raiders. I mean, he talked about it. And I, I think the point is you want to upgrade anytime you can at every position. You know, if there's an upgrade out there, yeah, the team wants to go get that upgrade. Um, and Mike Mayock talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we, we like Derek Carr. We, we like what he does. But at the same time, we're going to look at every option to make the team better. Um, you know, so that's just doing doing what you're supposed to do. That's your job. You know, you're supposed to bring the best team forward uh, each year. So, you know, that's what they're, they're going to do. 100% agree. Yeah. That's up. That's it on the questions. But that's for Facebook. We did have oh, some questions oh. on Twitter. Uh, let's run through these pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to run through them. And uh, let's see. Let's start with this one from Nathan uh, Pilmer, I think is his last name. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, two, or no, top two positions we need to address in the draft. Does Rojo deserve another shot and more volume? I'm not sold we're drafting a running back, maybe a vet free agent. Top two positions we need to address in the draft. Offensive line, offensive line. <laughs> I think I'm going to say that immediately. I mean, not just right tackle, who I think is a big, big need, because I'm pretty sure Dotson is not coming back. And just overall depth, because you got your right tackle. Maybe Donovan Smith moves over. Maybe Jensen goes because of his contract soon. Kappa did do well. I just view we've been needing an offensive line upgrade for a while. Right. But starter-wise, yes, right tackle and I would say the one B at running back. And everyone's like, oh, why are they looking at running back? Because running back is usually a a two-trick pony nowadays. It's not just one bell cow. Right. The one bell cows haven't been doing well, besides Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Saquon got hurt. Christian McCaffrey, yeah, is doing badass. But still, guys like that can't take a load. You want multiple guys to throw at people. Mm-hmm. So, especially a pass catcher. Uh, and does Rojo deserve another shot and more volume? Absolutely. Uh, and to that credit, me saying another running back is not saying Rojo is bad. I'm saying that we just need another compliment to him. Don't yeah. Peyton Barber. Yeah, was because if Rojo goes down, I mean, yeah. what do you have? You yeah. have nothing. Because so, Peyton Barber's a free agent. So Barber's if, yeah, not if Rojo back. goes down. Yeah, like you said, we have nothing. Dare's, I mean, average to say. Uh, you 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 know you have T.J. Logan, but he's more special teams. Yeah, so you don't really have an option there. So yeah, you need to add something. Uh, to that mix. So, yeah, I would agree with that. I think O-line, running back. And, and we're not and, saying first round, second round. I'm no. saying like third or below. Yeah. And I think, I think obviously, O-line, D-line, I think D-line True, would be... D- a, defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, defensive tackle would be another, you know, obvious need. So. Because of, again, like you said, Rojo goes down. What if Vita Vea goes down? Yeah, you don't have much. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a crap storm right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question, um, and this goes into the running backs. Uh from Laura, she asks, "Will the Bucks draft Jonathan Taylor?" God, that would be a hell of a pick. But I would assume he would be at the latest a second round pick, and I'm saying latest. I think he's a top fifty player, um, so you'd have to take him at forty five. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love it. I think he's a really good running back. He's a guy that yeah. he's a guy that's a three down back. He can do it all. He pass protects. He can catch the football. He can- uh, he can run it like no, you know, no other can. I mean, he's a really good runner. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, I I pull for it. Um, 
Next question from Randy A. Flynn. But but will they? Oh, will they? Uh, yeah, that's. She says, "Will the Bucks yeah, draft?" Yeah, so that means we have to like guarantee. We have to answer that. We have to guarantee it. <laughs> um, Do you guarantee it? Will they? Will they? I'm going to say no. Sorry. You're letting Laura down. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> I'm just ruining her dreams right now. <laughs> no, Laura. I mean, to be honest, if he's there in the second round, I th- I think they would look hard at him. I think they're definitely- especially if they got a Mackay Becton in the first round or a Tristan Wirfs or an offensive lineman that. Will help with the running game. How and from what it sounds like, they really want to satisfy the fans, especially with uniform and now Jameis Winston. Right? Maybe they will improve this run game that everyone wants. I think he's definitely in the mix. I think I think uh, Edwards Hilaire I think might be a little bit higher in their in their uh, you know ratings just because Hilaire can. He's just shown he can do it all. I mean, he had fifty five catches last year um, on the season and. Really good route runner, uh, pass protector. So that might be a, a, another guy that might be a little, a little bit higher. But yeah, Jonathan uh, Taylor, I would I wouldn't mind at all. Um, but next question, Randy A. Flynn. He asked, "Do you think the Bucks would go for a replacement slash depth for some veterans with a first round pick? Maybe move up." He lists JPP, Kalevon Chason, Levante David, Isaiah Simmons, Sue, Javon Kinlaw. That's a good question. Yeah, um, I don't see the comparison of JPP and Caleb on Chase on. I mean, JPP's got so much length, size, power. Caleb on is literally Shaq Barrett, but even more athletic. So I see him more as a Shaq Barrett, and that would be a dangerous double-edged sword. Yeah, I think, he's just, Shaq I think he's just looking yeah, at just overall, like edge rush, yeah, middle linebacker, overall replacement. I would not take Isaiah Simmons. I think Levante and Devin White are perfect middle linebacker combo. Suge and Javon Kinlaw, I can definitely see that. Right. That 100% because Kinlaw is just a freaking beast. That, I mean, he may be Sue at a younger age. Right. So, I mean, I can definitely see that one. The other two, I'm not so set on. Suge, J. Levon, or Javon Case. Javon Kinlaw, yeah, I can see that one. So it could be because I mean it's going to be hard to bring back all all of that front seven. It just really will. I mean, Shaq Barrett, obviously. JBP, I would hope a discount. Nassib, I doubt it, guys. I don't know why everyone thinks we're going to get him back so easily. Sue, depending on what the hell he's wanting, because it looks like he's doing a year to year basis. So let's see. Mm-hmm. All right, and last question from Tommy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Sean Lee is scheduled to be a free agent. Would he be a good fit for us? I know he's regressed in the past couple of seasons, but I think he would be a, uh, a great depth or a great add uh, behind Levante and Devin White. I honestly don't think he would want to be behind anyone. Right. That guy's been an, an always starter, a great, smart linebacker. Yeah, when healthy, he's, he's great around the ball all the time. I just I think he wants an opportunity more than to sit behind two guys are playing all out. Yeah, that would mean he'd be a special teams player. He's not going to be that. Uh, to me, yeah, hell yeah, I'd want him. What's his price tag and then will he want to play special teams? No, like I how we had to make the decision on Sh- Sean Spence or shit, Ray forgot his name. Noah Spence. Yeah. Like Noah Spence was he was okay, but was he going to be a special teams player? No. Sean Lee is not going to be a special teams player. So, 
Yeah. I he, think they, he ain't going to be a Buccaneer. Yeah, I think they'd rather just bring back Kevin Mentor, you know, have him as cheap, yeah. you know, cheap depth. Um, a guy that can play special teams, like you said. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question and a good thought. Uh, but, yeah, I don't see him going that route. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it, it for questions. Um, Here, here's a quote. That so, Plus and I always text prior to podcasts, just coming up with ideas, brainstorming. We're, we're just like any one of y'all Buck fans mm-hmm. where – Oh, we've gone back and forth oh, so yeah. much on the Jameis Winston. And, oh, hell yeah. And uh, just thinking of different ways of, you know, could they go this way? Could they go that way? Um, it's really just like a, a nice little game we like to play of just like brainstorming ideas of how we can make this team better. And um, there's so many possibilities and options that it really makes it for not only a great conversation, but just, you know, just fun, uh, enjoyable uh, content. Yeah, as adults, this is our madden yeah this is our madden 2020 and it's our it's in our own minds okay and i know y'all do it do the same if you're above the age of like 25 guys i mean we're getting older now shit (laughs) so now you think about it you're like you know if you keep Jameis this if you don't keep him this how do we see the future that but at the end of the day we came up with this kind of joint decision together and, like, it's the thing of, oh, if Jameis leaves, oh, we're going to be in the shit show because there goes 5,000 yards. And my, my response was this. I was like, every team has weaknesses. You just have to exploit them before they overpower you with their strengths. Yeah. So if you think about that, I mean, just looking at a game scenario, the 49ers versus the Chiefs, the last game everyone saw in the Super Bowl, they both had strengths, right? 49ers, their run game, they're consistently pounding the rock, chewing out clock, getting the ball out of Garoppolo's hands. And the strength of the Chiefs was Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, never being out of a game. They've came back from every damn game they're in. They were never out because why? They have a high-powered offense. But the thing is, it's not because of just their personnel. It's because of the system they were in. They were asked to do that. The coaches and the team was built together to push them to be that that system. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, if Jameis leaves, it's not like 5,000 yards leaving. No, it's, yeah, the player left, but either way, the system is in place that would have given you the 5,000 yards. Right. It's still there, and the players all around that contributed to that 5,000 yards will still be there. So if people are scared, I'm like, that's still our strength. Mm-hmm. No matter what quarterback's there, they're going to be asked to do the same things Winston was. It's not like they're going to totally change right. the offense. So they'll make they'll make certain minor changes yeah. to adapt to certain said player, um, and I think they did that with Jameis. I mean, and that's one of the reasons the system fits Jameis well because, and they designed it that way because Jameis is good at pushing the ball downfield. He's a guy that likes to throw it, you know, fifteen to thirty yards downfield. That fits what he does. Um, and yes, there's a certain system in place, but again, there's minor tweaks to that said system to help players be in better position to succeed consistently. Um, it was done with Chris Godwin, moving him in the slot, et cetera, mm-hmm. using him that way, using Mike Evans in different ways. Um, and yeah, I agree with that. I think if you bring in a, a different quarterback, he's going to be able to produce at pretty much a similar level because that system is designed to create explosive plays and to create, you know, a lot of big plays downfield. 
uh, to score points. And that's the, the end game is to score points. And we were decent at that this last year. I think we we're 29 points per game. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's it's. So that was our strength, though. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, my point was every team has weaknesses. Sure. So yeah. obviously our weakness was we couldn't run the ball well. Right. So now everyone wants us to get this dominant run game like the Tennessee Titans, the Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers. Well, our system isn't built that way, which we've talked about in the past. We just aren't. And that's what the Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs are built like, too. They aren't built to run the ball. They're built to push the ball down the field, get in your face, score quickly. That's the team that your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. So why change it? Keep pushing our strengths to hide our weakness, which is we can't run well. So just run efficiently. When we do run, run in times where they don't think we're going to run. Run in times where it's creative. We've had this discussion. That's things where you got to do. This is how you win games. You can't. You're going to be an all-star team if you can do it all well. Yeah. No one can do it all well. You've, with the salary cap, you got to form a team where you have strengths, you have weaknesses. You have to really push your strength to hide your weakness. That's pretty much what it is. And I just said, you just have to exploit them before they get overpowered by the other team's strengths. Mm-hmm. So, it, and I hope I kind of define that well enough. I know we talked about it a lot. I just wanted to divulge that to the fan base mm-hmm. of Real Bucks Talk. It's, so you just, I'm just fed up and tired of hearing that we need this, we need that, we need this. Guys, we have a really good offense. We have a really good, young, developing defense. We have a lot right now. Everyone yeah. thinks we're so far away. We are not. No. We are beating ourselves away from winning and making the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, it's up to little misfires, little miscues, bad decision-making or turnovers that decides a game. Mm-hmm. That's why we are so hard on Jameis. Yeah. Because if you get in the playoffs and you, let's say you – you win two games, so you're in the NFC Championship game, right? You get to that game, and yeah, Jameis had two good games, but then let's say he gets to the championship game, he shits the bed because of crucial crucial mistakes at the wrong time. You know that costs you a, a, a trip to the Super Bowl. So, it's, but then it will be the running game's fault, right? <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah, I mean, and I think you know we we saw this on. Uh, we talked about JT Sullivan and his, his channel on YouTube, and he was like, I think someone asked him about Jameis. He's like, do you think Jameis can win you a championship? And, and he, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, very hesitant on his thoughts on, you know, Jameis. And I think that's, that's uh, you know, our concern. It's just that pause of, you know, do you think this guy can take you where you need to go? Um, and so far in the in the five seasons he's played, it's just been so up and down. We don't know. Um, but you know, the Bucks are going to try and see if they build the team, you know, in other areas and make it as strong as possible, you know, and Jameis can, you know, cut down on the mistakes. Well, maybe you can, you can bottle something up there and have something good, but we will see. There's always the hope. Yep. There's right? always the hope. <laughs> other than that, guys, I mean, I think that's going to do it for us. Hey, there's going to be a whole lot more news, a lot more scouting combine. We should have talked more about it. We'll talk more about it at the end of the week. Yeah, we'll have a good uh, – that's probably what we'll commit to for next podcast. I think we're going to really dive into 
the combine over the next couple of days as it takes place, and we'll have a good recap of it and uh, try to really break it down and get more into draft talk and maybe some more in depth about prospects. Um, you know, but we're going to find out more as, like Mark said, the weeks come, uh, and we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens, um, and we'll get more news as far as the quarterback decision. And that really is the big domino. Once that takes place, and it should happen fairly quickly, then we can really dissect the other areas as far as draft and, and et cetera and really get into that. But, um, you know, that's that's been the big talking point all offseason is, is Jameis, Jameis Winston. So, But, again, guys, thank you for the questions. Uh, be sure to hit us up on social media at, on, at RealBucksTalk on Twitter and Facebook. You can find this podcast, again, on Pod, Podbean, Google Play, um, pretty much anywhere uh, on uh, podcast platforms. Just Google Real Bucks Talk, and you can find it there. Um, but, again, thank you guys so much. Go Bucks, and have a great week.